What's good, guys? This is Tone the Way. Let me turn it down. Let me say, uh, hello, good whatever day it is, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. You know what it is. This is your boy Tone Way here to say, welcome to my show, Wavy Talk XL. If you guys are new, please give a follow to my, uh, podcast or YouTube, um, further ado we are going to listen to a a podcast that i came across recently and she got some uh, fire news to spell um on top of other news i gotta uh get into also i'm gonna give a story time you know i do the story time now so i have no rights to own wavy talk as it is so uh because i lost or no i didn't lost i didn't i didn't get anything early so i am actually i had to change my name because there was already a company Call Wavy Talk, and it's for hair iron. Uh, basically, let me, I'll show it to you guys what I'm talking about. Oh, you like the background? I like it. I, I did that too. I, I did that. I did all that. Um, let me see. Spilling, spilling everything around. God damn. to this anymore um you know access for the name since it's already trademarked and already covered and whatnot so it's like fuck so i gotta change my name literally to and i i was playing around with the name so it's spelled with an i talk and xl so i gotta type in this and it will pop up that way wavy talk xl there you go yeah, so it's not blur lighting anything. Uh, and it, I have my own page. It's right off the top. You type Wavy Talk XL. There you go. Other than that, uh, that's my new name. That's my new logo. My new logo is this actually. Move myself over here. That right there, over there, no, this way. So that is my uh, new logo, and um, I take pride in that. It actually looks fire. So uh, other than that, we are going to do a reaction video for Candace podcast, and we're gonna like do a lot more of uh, how you say. what is it? We're gonna do a lot more photos so we can like spew out all that, you know, all this nonsense right here. And we're gonna overload my podcast with that. So, that's it. 
guys are new, enjoy the show. Because the topic is, should we ban pitbulls? I personally say no. And people who think that should um, go somewhere else. Or just keep your opinions to yourself. Not, because all not all dogs are menacing or mean as fuck or anything. They're adorable. They're adorable. Hold on. Let me look up pit bulls. Like, because, like, I'm going to look up puppy. Like, come on now. Like, I don't want to be loud. Look at that. Look at the mice. Look at that. You want to ban that? You want to ban these puppies? Look at that. So cute. A cute dog. You guys want to... You guys really want to do that. You guys really want to do that. You guys are monsters. Look at that. Look at that. If that does not scream out adorable, I don't know what is. And you guys want a band? Look at that. Why? Here's another one. If you train these dogs, they'll be good. <laughs> they will be good. that that is so adorable if you train these dogs to be good they will be good if you train them to be bad it goes to any dogs if you train them to be that bad and don't train them well they're gonna be reckless and doing their own thing they're gonna be so i don't know why that's up for a debate like you can't say no to that come on Come on. More examples. Cuties. These are adorable. I used to um have a pet. I put air quote because my um uncle bought a dog and it was actually a pit bull. It was gray. It was like a nice little gray puppy. And like actually looked similar to this but it had blue eyes though it was so adorable so fucking adorable and uh I think unfortunately we had to give it away I forgot whatever reason it was but still why you wanna pit bulls they're so adorable so fucking adorable I gotta listen to this. Anyway, let's enjoy the show, guys. Okay. I don't have anything too controversial for you today. I'm just gonna weigh in on the question of whether or not we should ban pitbulls. Oh. Ban them? I think the time has come for me to give my opinion. Plus, later on in the show, we're gonna talk about Saturday Night Live because apparently they've gone full anti-vax. Love to see it. All that and more today coming up on Cam we're gonna skip. We're gonna skip a little bit. And screaming at each other. For 
80-year-old has been mauled to death by a pit bull. And of course, every time somebody is killed by a pit bull, everyone starts debating online, screaming at each other about whether or not pit, bull are, pit bulls are really just nice puppies, and it's really up to the owner to train them to be killers, or whether they are stone-cold killers all by themselves. And I'm not weighed in on this debate because it just seems so evident and obvious and borderline stupid that we keep having this discussion over and over again, but say, I'm going to weigh in. So everybody buckle up, get ready to be stupid. She even said, even based on the, like, you know, if you treat the dog, you know, a certain way, I mean, like, is is based on the owner. So she'd be really getting mad at the owner, not the dog. I don't know. Super angry in the comments. First and foremost, let's just start with some arbitrary facts. In terms of dog breeds, you are most likely to be bitten by a Jack Russell Terrier. Did you know that? Also on the list of breeds that are most likely to bite you are Chihuahuas. I definitely knew that because I can't stand Chihuahuas. I'm sorry if you're a Chihuahua owner. Obviously, they are not very nice dogs. They yap all the time and they bite a lot. I have a cousin. I mean, she has a Chihuahua. Okay, it's fairly, yeah, yeah. Be that guy, but I've, I've met some fair share. I've met some fair share dogs. But nobody cares about Jack Russell Terriers or Chihuahuas biting because at the end of the day, you can punt them. You could punt them for a couple of points if you needed to, right? Not the same circumstance when it comes to pit bulls. So let's go over some statistics. Again, these are the facts. Don't be mad at me for being the messenger. This is dated for the 2020 year. Pitbulls are indeed, of course, the most fatal dogs. 65% of all deaths by dogs are committed by pitbulls. 65%, that is 284 deaths per year. In second place, and this is a long away second place, are Rottweilers. They account for 10% of all deaths and 45 deaths per year. And as another fact, in 2021, of the 51 Americans that were killed by dogs, 37 of them were killed by one or more pit bulls. Okay, now let's get into the history of pit bulls as a breed, in case you don't know this. The ancestors of pit bulls can be traced back over 2,000 years to the United Kingdom. Originally, the pit bull was bred from the old English bulldog. I did not know that. I did not know that. Should you give me a history lesson, guys? History time. Which has a look that is not too entirely dissimilar from the American Bulldog that we see today. If you didn't already know, pit bulls are the result of crossbreeding bulldogs with various terrier breeds. The dogs were used for bull baiting. It was a sport in which a couple of bulldogs would annoy and attack a bull until the animal gave up and collapsed. But that's not it. They were also bred to bite and hold bears and other large animals around the face and the head, okay? So that is obviously very relevant, an animal that is capable of biting and attacking a bear. This sport, allow, uh, along with other baiting sports, was, out, was outlawed back in 1835, and then a new sport came of interest, and this was called ratting. Dogs were pitted against rats in competition as to whose dog could kill the most rats, and that is mm. where the name pit bull pit bull derives from the fact that rats were put into the pit in a bid to stop them from escaping 
with time, that sport Nor then turned, to, turned into just dogfighting because it was easier to hide from the authorities. And obviously dogfighting, even though it is illegal, does still go on today, even in the United States of America. So yes, it is correct to say that these dogs were bred to fight. They were bred to attack and they were bred to kill over many, many years. And the question of whether or not breeding works, of course it does. The question of whether or not Darwinism is real, of course it is. You can breed for height, you can breed for intelligence, you can breed for stupid if you really want to, <laughs> right? Obviously, this can take place. You can breed for athleticism. We see examples of this all the time, but it's important to note that just because you are bred in one way or the other does not mean that you are locked into that permanent state, right? So right now, uh, the most mathematically capable people in the world are Koreans. It doesn't mean that Koreans are forever going to be the most mathematically capable people in the world. We could start breeding Americans to be better at math. You got a point. Hey. Anyway, we're gonna skip. We could start doing what they do over in Korea, um, or we could not, and we can remain probably the dumbest mathematical country in the world. So, wow. First and foremost, regarding the big question of whether or not we should ban pit bulls, it's important to note because there's a lot of false arguments that are taking place. When people are talking about banning pit bulls, they're not talking about the authorities knocking on your door and taking your pit bull. Nobody's going to come for your pit bulls. I would. I don't even know what to do. If I had a wand, we all know what spell to use. I'm going to leave that alone listening to this and you go, I have a pit bull. No one's trying to come take your pit bull. Your pit bull is safe. What they're talking about is stopping breeding, right? They no longer want pit bulls to be bred. They kind of just want them to just stop existing long-term, but no one's going to come take them. And one thing that people who are very pro pit bull, and this is a, I would say, a pretty wild bunch, you know, they are very passionate about their claims that pit bulls are kind animals. They always say it's just like the, 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 the gun debate, right? It's just like the, it's, it's up to the owner. And the owner makes the pit bull a maniac. Pit bull is not itself a maniac. It's all about the owner, it's just like the guns. And I hate when I hear people say this, when people say it's the owner, not the pit bull, because I feel that those people fail at forming basic analogies. Okay, then I failed. Then I need to be re-educated now, so... I'm gonna be re-educated right now by this lady, since I am wrong. So, we're gonna continue. Because obviously a gun cannot aim and fire and kill someone by itself. A pit bull can in fact aim and attack and kill someone all by itself, whether its owner is there or its owner is not. So please just stop making that ridiculous argument because it's stupid, okay? No matter how much I train a gun to kill, it cannot fire without me, okay? So where do I stand on all of this? Well, I'll tell you personally, I do not like being around pit bulls. My entire life, I have never felt comfortable around pit bulls, ever. Ever in the history, I have friends that have pit bulls, that they kill me, no. But pit bulls are an aggressive dog, right? And I get that my friends who have pit bulls, they love their pit bulls and they're, they're sweet babies. But it's your sweet baby, okay? If the pit bull feels threatened by me, I'm very aware that a pit bull will kill me. And I cannot, for that reason, comprehend the people that think it's acceptable to have pit bulls around young children. How, how far are you willing to go to be contrarian? I don't understand why you would say, to prove a point, 
right? That pit bulls are really gentle and wonderful. I'm going to have them around my small children. Now I'll give you an example of this. When I walk my son. Wait a minute. So what if the pit bull is a baby along with the baby? Is it still aggressive? Around the block. I am so aware. My biggest fear as a mother, I'm not even kidding, is when I walk my son is that a dog is going to get loose and is going to run up and is going to attack him while he's while I'm pushing him. I think about this when I walk. I process. I know in my walk that I do every day what kind of dog lives on every piece of property. I'm like, mm, and they're all different. They're all different. <laughs> Golden doodle. They're kind of sweet and a little dorky. I'm like, mm, if this guy gets loose, I'm probably okay, right? You see the little yapper ones. I'm like, if this guy gets gets loose, I'm going to kick him right in the jaw and he's going to go flying, right? Wow. I think about what Violent. I'm going to do if these dogs get loose. And there's just one pit bull on my walk. He barks like a psychopath. Wait, it's an invisible fence. I don't even like invisible fences, okay? I like the real ones. If you're going to get a fence, get a real one that I can actually see. And he's just barking and barking, and he's very aggressive when he barks. I know what he's thinking. He's thinking, if this invisible fence was not here, I would kill you, Candace. And I'm thinking, I'm okay, great, because just so you know, I'm going to try to kill you as well. My thought process is how quickly can I shoot your pit bull in the chest? Because if it's a pit bull and it comes towards me and my child, I don't care if that's your baby, it's going to get shot. That's just the truth. I'm just telling you what Jesus. I feel on that. People are like, oh, you don't know, it could be a... John Wood will not like you at all. Gentle, not running toward my, ch my children. We're not going to find out. And I hope that you respect that. If you're a pit bull owner, please make sure that your pit bull stays on his property. Because I'm not the kind of parent that is going to try to figure out whether or not you have bred your pit bull to be a really kind creature. I don't want it running near my children at all. As a rule, all dogs, by the way. Keep your dogs... At, on your properties i see dogs getting loose all the time and i think this is so remarkably irresponsible and of course uh, this is an animal and this animal usually has capability unless it's really small to kill a human now do i believe the people who are people owners that say that i raised my people since it was born do i believe that they are telling the truth when they say that their people would never attack them yes i do believe that your people will not attack you but i do also know that a pit bull is an animal. And I believe that if a pit bull perceives a threat, whether that threat is real or imagined, they will be overtaken by their animal instinct. And a pit bull's animal instinct tells them to obliterate, to annihilate the threat until the very end. Now, I said something very important there. I said, whether that threat is real or imagined, because on the topic of children, a pit bull can very much be imagining a threat. All animals can be imagining a threat. I think about when I had a cat, and I loved my cat. I had my cat before I had my child. My son, when he was four months old, was just playing with her and went to grab her face because he loved her. And my cat swatted at my son. If your business kept well, cats, I don't that like that cats. Innovation uh, cats can see if they they do the darnest things, so you can't convince me otherwise. Why did she do that? Well, because she had obviously perceived an imagined threat. It wasn't because I was raising her to be a killer cat. It's because she is a cat. <laughs> she is an animal. And the animal just got swapped in the face. And yes, it's by a little four-month-old baby, but she doesn't comprehend that. Similarly, I went to a friend's house who has two pit bulls. She also has a five-month-old child. 
about five or six month old child and she has an almost two year old. And I went to her house, she has two pit bulls. And the entire time that I- I gotta keep remembering two year olds are like bigger, not small, like small things, like small little babies. So I gotta keep that in mind. I was holding her baby. The pit bull was sitting in front of me growling, just growling. Like, like actually I felt that it was gonna bite my face off. And she kept telling the pit bull, calm, calm. It's okay, it's okay. And she said, I'm sorry. The pit bull thinks that it's, that it's her baby. Okay, I get that. I guess I feel mildly comfortable enough because you're sitting here, right? But I was very conscious of how I was holding the baby, make sure I didn't move too quickly because I didn't want the pit bull to wrongly perceive that I was threatening the child. Instantly, my I mean, yeah, wait a minute. I could be wrong, but don't dogs usually like protect babies? Because they know that they are vulnerable, and they could, and they can see it is as its you know mother and whatnot. So I mean, like, I don't know. Mm, but continue. In my head, I said my son is not allowed to be here. Imagine what this pit bull would do, right? What this pit bull would do if my toddler son was playing with her toddler son and maybe hit him as toddlers tend to do. They hit each other, right? They're learning. They're still learning how to be human beings. Would the pit bull drag and annihilate my toddler kid to protect what it perceives to be its toddler kid? Maybe, maybe not. I can tell you that my child won't be there to find out. And this is why I think it is always such cowardice when people blame the owners because the dogs that I have been made to feel uncomfortable around have wonderful owners, right? They're not thugs, they're not criminals, they're not raising the dog to bite others. They're not training the pit bulls to harm people. They're just severely underestimating what their pit bull may or may not perceive to be a threat and how their pit bull is going to rise to meet that threat. That certainly seems to have been the case when it came. I feel like Loki, she's been traumatized as a younger kid by a dog or something. I mean, maybe you're just not a dog person, basically. I'm only willing that you're not a dog person. To Kirsty and Colby Bernard, remember this story? Back in October of last year. More than eight years ago, they purchased two pit bulls, Cheech and Mia. Six years later, they had their first child, a little girl named Lily Jane. Then two years after that, they had a second child, a boy named Hollis Dean. Probably fair to assume that they loved and they trusted their pit bulls. They had them for eight years. And they could have never predicted that just a few short months later, Cheech and Mia were going to kill both of their children. For 10 minutes, the pit bulls, who they had loved and raised for eight years, mauled their two-year-old and their five-month-old to death. And you're probably thinking, well, what happened to cause the pit bulls to react that way? It's not clear, it hasn't yet been reported. So I'll ask you the question, what could a two-year-old possibly do to make a pit bull perceive a threat that was so real that it had to kill a two-year-old and a five-month-old? Probably just acted like a two-year-old. Maybe it hit the pit bull in the face. Maybe it pulled the pit bull when it was having a bad day by the tail. Maybe it went near the pit bull's food and the pit bull felt threatened. It's a devastating story. I didn't report on it. I didn't even speak about it back when it happened last October when people were heavily debating pit bulls because I felt so bad for the parents. I can't even imagine. 
They were probably the kind of parents that weighed in during pit bull events and pit bull debates and said, pit bulls are not like that. We have two sweet girls that we've had for eight years. We have two children. Nothing's ever go wrong. Yeah, nothing ever goes wrong until it does. That is the point. Nothing ever goes wrong until it does. So I find this debate to be very bizarre. I find it weird that you have humans that are trying to convince you that animals are not animals. I find it weird as if we don't all know that there are certain breeds that are friendlier than others. We know this. We know that golden retrievers are friendlier and more family friendly than a chihuahua. We know this. This is just common sense. So when did it become normal for people to pretend that you could breed an animal out of an animal. That's not that's not possible. So please, like I said, stop saying it. My stance is that I don't want your pit bull. I don't want the cops and authorities to come take your pit bull, but I certainly don't want your pit bull around me and my children. And that's all I have to say about that. Thomas Sowell once said, I have never understood why it is greed to want to keep the money you have earned, but not greed to want to take somebody else's money. The United States blew through the $31.4 trillion debt ceiling last month and still the White House refuses to reduce spending. That amount of money you can buy homes for almost everyone in the United States. Our economy is in deep trouble. It's time to start thinking about your investments and your future. You need to consider diversifying into something dependable, like yeah, bulls. Yeah, we're gonna speak that. Skip that part. But... And there is a scene where the politician is basically a hyperbolt uh, for me and my husband because it's just the Will Ferrell movie, The Campaign. It is a favorite uh, for me and my husband because it's just it's hilarious. Wait. It's nine. Have you ever seen the Will Ferrell movie, The Campaign? It is a favorite uh, for me and my husband because it's just, it's hilarious. It's hyperbolic, but also not hyperbolic. And there is a scene where the politician is basically going from town to town. And basically he inserts any group and he says, are, is, are the backbone of this great nation, you know, and it gets more and more obscure. Like he'll say, you know, disabled Asian minors are... Zoom is great to, to interact on a call. But when it comes to doing podcasts, you have to be using Riverside. What are you doing if you're not using Or the backbone of this great country. And that's kind of real life, right? You People are getting more and more obscure and pretending that we're having all of these different fights. But it's only when they get political. When they get political, they just say stuff. That's obviously not true. There are battles that we're not facing as everyday Americans. But they hope that if they say it, you'll just believe them. And so is the case for Gabrielle Union who gave a speech yesterday. Her and Dwayne Wade, her husband, were invited to the NAACP Image Awards and honored for their LGBTQ community support. Now, why were they honored? Uh, because they have a son, his name was Zion, and he changed his name legally to Zaya and is now legally recognized as a young girl. He's not a young girl, he is obviously a boy. And they have basically made Zion their special project. They take him to Pride events, he's making out with his boyfriend on Instagram. They're very proud of this blatant display of perversity. So, of course, because we live in a society where the media applauds child abuse and says, yes, we love that you're abusing your child openly on Instagram. Let's give you an award. They did just that. They received an award from the NAACP Image Awards. And what you're going to hear Gabrielle Union say, first and foremost, it's very bizarre how aggressive she's acting. Uh, but what you're going to hear her say belongs in the campaign. Again, battles that we are not facing in this society. But don't take my word for it. Take hers. Take a listen. Let's just name a couple hard truths. 
First, the intersection of black rights and the rights of the LGBTQIA, trans and gender non-conforming people continues to be <laughs> rough. It's a huge understatement. Even mm -hmm. as we demand equality at the top of our lungs, we consistently fail to extend our advocacy to protect some of our most vulnerable among us. Why is she, why is she doing that? And second, black trans people are being targeted, terrorized, and hunted in this country. Every day, everywhere. And there's rarely a whisper about it. I love how first the applause is worse, and then she's like, black trans people are being hunted, and everyone's like, yeah, we gotta clap because we're at the award ceremony, but where are black trans people being hunted? I don't know, where, where does she live? I'm gonna assume probably not even near black people, because it's Gabrielle Union doing wait, They definitely live in an all-white neighborhood. There definitely are no black Americans being hunted full stop let alone black trans people being hunted. Like, who's jumping on a horse and going to hunt a black trans person? Please, show me the neighborhood. I, I just, I need to actually see this. She's just saying stuff. This is what I'm talking about. You just have to call this out when you see it. She's just saying something. She thinks the more absurd and the stronger the language is that she uses, people will bite, right? She just start saying, like, you know, and the black trans population, they're starving. They are being hunted. They're being mutilated. None of this is true. It's, it's, it's almost the exact opposite. They're being celebrated. So much so that you are receiving an award at the NAACP Image Awards and you're being applauded by people that actually think you're pretty stupid and you're making no sense, but they know that they are there and they therefore must applaud. So again, this is an example of what's happening in our society where we are just routinely telling people who I personally believe should be facing small stints in prison, people that abuse their children, like Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade are doing to this young boy who is going to waste his entire life pursuing something that can never be. It is imaginary. It is a childlike dream. It's not even a childlike dream because children don't wish to mutilate their bodies and do these sorts of things. It is a, it's a nightmare, right? It's a childlike nightmare to believe that you can change your gender, right? And yet they are buying into this so much so that they are becoming the face of this on Instagram. They're allowing young Zion to walk fashion shows, playing pretend until one day Zion's gonna wake up and he's gonna say, this has been a game. This has been one long Halloween skit. This has been me playing dress up for a very long time. And I ruined my entire life, potentially my entire body. He's gonna go further and he's going to start getting procedures and surgeries. And if he's not already taking hormone blockers and these are things that we know cannot be reversed. So pray for Zion, pray for Zion that his mother somehow gets custody because I know that his, his, his biological mother, which Gabrielle Union is not, has been fighting Dwayne Wade in the courts, accusing Dwayne Wade of exploiting her child and she is correct and it's sad that the American court system is not honoring her with that correctness. It's backwards. Moving on, you guys, Saturday Night Live, different beat for them. They've gone anti-vax. You would think that it was me that hosted Saturday Night Live, proudly, of course. But no, it was Woody Harrelson. And he made a joke that so clearly was not a joke about Pfizer and Moderna being drug cartels. Of course, the left was outraged. How could he do this? How could he fuel anti-vax conspiracy theories that are clearly not conspiracy theories? It's actually what happened. The greatest drug cartel that's ever existed exists in America. So ha ha ha. If you thought that it was El Chapo, ha ha ha, oh, El Chapo down in Mexico, are you kidding? 
everything that he dreamed of doing has been accomplished in America in lockstep with your governments and forcing people to take your drugs. I mean, they probably never thought that. He's like, I actually have to sell the drugs. Not Pfizer and Moderna. They don't have to sell the drugs. They just have to do uh, deals with our governments. And they rake in trillions of dollars. They mint new billionaires every second. And people fell for this. And this was incredibly courageous of him to do, by the way. This is what it actually means to be courageous in Hollywood, to have a platform like that. Is artificial intelligence going to put marketers out of business? Possibly. The answer is absolutely. Continue. And to speak truth. And of course, the left is angry at him. And I don't think he cares because he's probably thinking it's worth saying. And by the way, in case you want to know how far we are now in, in acknowledging that the conspiracy theorists were correct, uh, feel badly for Sam Harris. He must be having a meltdown this week after seeing Saturday Night Live and then seeing the Wall Street Journal, which ran this headline. It reads, lab leak most likely origin of the COVID-19 pandemic, Energy Department now says. Oh, wow. Thank you, Energy Department, three years on for saying what the conspiracy theorists have been saying forever. What next? Or is the energy... Let me... Let me, uh... Minimize. This has a range saying this for three years. This possible answer was not even close, but it didn't work for the leftists and globalist narratives, so they cancel anyone who suggests the obvious. Interesting. Ah, crap. I gotta click. Department gonna confirm in three years that all of our trillions of dollars that are going to Ukraine, billions and billions of our taxpayer dollars, is actually just being money laundered back to politicians? Is that crazy? Maybe let's give it three years and see whether or not all of these conspiracies become true. It's almost laughable. It's gaslighting on top of gaslighting. First, they gaslight you when you say something that is so obvious that clearly COVID was created in a lab that clearly we should be paying attention to all the leaders overseas that have been telling us that our government engaged in this, right? In, in creating viruses in labs, unleashing the viruses, and then selling us the cure, like Gaddafi once said, and then he was killed by the CIA, right? Like Putin has been saying regarding Ukraine, that there are bio labs in Ukraine, that China has been saying regarding Ukraine, that there are bio labs in Ukraine. So we're just supposed to say, oh, all these people we can't say, we shouldn't believe them, because they're not Americans, it's not the CIA. Why do you trust the CIA? Why should we trust the CIA? Why should any person with a thinking brain believe anything their government tells them or anything that their mainstream media tells them? Do you have a thinking brain? Do you realize that they're now just walking back every single thing that they said when they ruined your life for two years during COVID? Now they're saying, never mind, masks don't work. Ha ha. Six feet social distancing, that didn't work. Ha ha. Just kidding, it did come from a lab. Ha 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 ha. They're laughing at you. Because despite them being this openly corrupt, there are still there's still a subset of the population which will continue to believe their lies. And the question I have for you is, are you a part of that population? Do you believe anything they say? I hope the answer no. is no. Probably not if you're listening to this podcast. Moving on, you guys. What's mm. going on with John Fetterman? That is something we should definitely discuss. Who? Because it's weird and we're clearly being lied to. <laughs> and speaking about how much the government lies to us. It's incredible, by the way, that he won the Senate seat. I don't, I don't know what to make of that. I've never really known what to make of that. I guess we've become so tribal that even when a man who is suffering, obviously, mental incapacitation and demonstrates to you 
that he is having true mental faculty issues, right? He still got elected. Well, I mean, what does it actually say? Have we become that tribal that someone can present and clearly seem that they that they have issues with their brain and you still elect them? Yes, the answer, of course, is yes, because we have Biden for president. Let me just jog your memory. Here right. is John Fetterman on the campaign trail. Take a listen. And you can count on us to eliminate the filibuster. What is wrong with demanding for an easy, safe kind of their income, a path to a safe place for them to win? Send me to Washington, D.C. to send so I can work with Senator Casey and I can champion the union way of life. And Jersey, in, excuse me, in D.C. Abortion is the ballot now in November. Thank you. Thank you very much. And it's an honor. I live eight minutes away from here. And when I leave tonight, I got three miles away. Dr. Oz in his mansion in New Jersey. You've got a friend and you have an ally. Send me to Washington, D.C. Okay, so he struggles to form a basic sentence, and that's because he suffered a stroke May 13, 2022. I mean, you can't blame the man. He's trying to um, get his words out. So. Hospitalized, and if you had any commentary about that stroke, you were told that you were an evil, backwards person. How dare you? You must be a Republican and a conservative. Why do you care whether or not people that are taking our tax, tax dollars can form a sentence. Well, he's back in the hospital and we keep getting medical updates. They're obviously not true. He has real mental damage. It's very clear, as I said, you can tell by the way that he speaks. Well, on February 8th, he was hospitalized overnight after he was feeling lightheaded during a United States Senate retreat earlier that day. His office reported that he was in good spirits and that he was talking with his staff and talking with his family and that his hospitalization was unrelated to the stroke, okay? Just feeling a little lightheaded. Then, a few days later, on February 16th, he checked himself into Walter Reed Hospital due to clinical depression. They oh, no, no, no. Skip, 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 skip. They told him that he would, they told us that he would likely remain hospitalized for two months while he underwent treatment. So we are supposed to believe that this man who has been struggling to form sentences, who recently had a stroke, who's feeling lightheaded, who struggles to stand at certain points, right, is checked into the hospital for clinical depression. That's what we're supposed to say. He's been there for two months and it's for clinical depression. How many people believe that, actually? By the way, I feel very bad for him, obviously, because it's sad to see someone struggling like that. But I think that me feeling bad stops where us being lied to begins. And you have to remember that these people are elected officials, right? 
an elected official taking a two-month break for depression doesn't really make sense to me. It's obviously it's obvious to me that he should be resigning. And it's also obvious they're applauding us in the media. Oh, it's so brave. It's so brave, of course, because we now live in a generation where it's okay to not be okay. He's admitting that he's not okay. And shame on you, you awful backwards conservatives and Republicans, if you have the audacity to ask questions or to create quote-unquote conspiracy theories about his health. What a conspiracy theory. I do not believe that he is currently checked in for clinical depression. I think he has a lot more going on, and their strategy is to simply lie to us because all they cared about was securing the seat. And now they have the seat. There's no, they don't need, they just need him to basically be alive. Whether or not he's incapacitated, whether or not what's going on, doesn't matter. As long as he is alive and they have the seat, they feel protected against Republicans and conservatives. And that really is their motto for everyone, including Joe Biden. Ready? You're going to listen to this clip and you're not going to understand what he's saying. Don't worry, I'm going to read to you what he says verbatim. Well, obviously people are wondering why it is that our president made it all the way to Ukraine but still hasn't visited East Palestine, where there has obviously been a chemical disaster. Well, a reporter asked him that exact question, and here is what our mentally incapacitated president had to say. Take a listen. I'm going to actually read you verbatim what he said. So the, the question he was asked was, are you planning on traveling to East Palestine? And Biden said, at this moment, not. I was. I did a whole video. I mean, uh, you know, the uh, what the hell on Zoom. All I can hear every time I think of Zoom is that song of my generation, Who's Zooming Who? There you have it, guys. Your president of the United States. <laughs> Who's Zooming Who? Or something or another. I don't, I don't know what's going on. They, they are not required to do anything. Just vote for him anyways, I guess, Democrats. It doesn't matter. It's all about staying loyal to the tribe, even if the tribes cannot form coherent sentences. And that's all I have to say about that. All right, guys, you know how this works. Interesting. What is your thoughts, uh, questions, thoughts, concern? You know what to do. Put it in the... Into the uh, comment box. And that said, uh, I got another video for you guys. So... Till next time, stay wavy, my friends.